What If You Knew podcast. Real life lessons from those who have already learned them. Produced by Coastal Alabama Community College Ambassadors. With support provided by the Baldwin County Community Alliance. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of What If You Knew. I'm Christopher Kelly. And I'm Malia Matheny. And we're going to be talking about relationships today. So to give you guys kind of, kind of some back info, you all have casual acquaintance type of relationships where you only know four things about the other person, so that is all you talk about. Deep, meaningful relationships in which you share almost everything with the person and truly value the other person. Whether you're in a committed romantic relationship, a close friendship, or even a relationship with a family member, it's important to know the signs of a toxic relationship. Do you know what makes a relationship healthy? In 2015, for every 1,000 married adults ages 50 plus, 10 had a divorce up to 5 in 1990. And when it comes to friendships, 84% of women and 75% of men report having a toxic friend at some point in their life. Some toxic traits to look out for in relationships are manipulation, making you feel bad about yourself, judgmental, negativity, passive aggression, self-centered, jealousy, controlling behaviors, and Maybe you're thinking, oh no, now my relationship is doomed. Not all toxic relationships are doomed. Both partners must be willing to change. But maybe you're one of the lucky ones and all your relationships are great. Do you know how to grow with that person? How do you get better? There is research that shows just how good friendships are for our overall health. With the pandemic, many were trapped inside with an abuser or just a toxic person that many were isolated from like a good friendship in episode two we talked about stress and all the negative effects it can have on your body but in the short term some stress is a good thing we have had to get better about taking care of ourselves checking in on our friends and getting creative with others All right, guys, so today we have with us Jordan from Three Circle Church. He is a young adult pastor, and he's just here with us today to share a little bit more about how to be in a healthy relationship. So what's up, Jordan? How you doing, man? Man, what is up? And I just want to say real quick, thank you guys so much for having me as a guest today. No problem, man. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited about this topic. We're actually right in the middle of a series on relationships at our church. Um, and I think it's a, a really good topic. I mean, it's the month of February. Everyone's thinking about relationships. And so why not use that momentum to go ahead and address some of these great topics like toxic relationships and things like that? Uh, so I'm pumped, man. I'm excited about this. All right, great, man. So tell us a little bit about yourself, like your life story real quick. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, quick summary. I, you know, I didn't grow up in the church. Uh, you know, you guys have me on here. I'm a pastor. I'm a believer. I'm going to go ahead and just get that out the way. That wasn't my story to start with. Uh, man, I, I grew up with a single mother in New Orleans, Louisiana. We moved around a lot. Didn't have a lot of strong relationships really growing up. Uh, didn't have a lot of, you know, parental figures in my life. And uh, that affected a lot of my relationships. It's crazy. You know, just a quick note, a lot of our relationships are affected by the baggage that we're going in with. And everybody has that baggage. And so that's one thing to always take into account. And so, um, you know, just kind of grew up all over the place, moved around a lot. Uh, but, you know, in my early 20s, uh, I became a believer and dude, my life took a 360. I, I went from being an addict. I went from being, you know, this crazy kid that was doing all this stuff just to find joy in my own life 
to where man, my life got put on a, a right path. Uh, honestly, the, my life the last eight years has been fantastic getting to figure out what my life looks like uh, because of Jesus and then how that affects all of my relationships as well. And so uh, just just quick, quick summation, right? I could do like a whole hour, but I think we only have like 20, 30 minutes on this thing. So yeah, man. All right. So the question is, are you married? So are you either in a relationship or are you? Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, like if, if you're going to talk about a significant other relationship, then yeah, dude, I am married. My wife's name is Angel. Uh, she's phenomenal. She's my angel, right? No, uh, all joking aside, yeah, we've been married for four years. We're both on staff at Three Circle Church. Um, you know, she she leads worship uh, and produces music for us. And so, yeah, dude, happily married four years. Absolutely love it. So in the four years you guys have been married, I'm sure you felt hard with anger in that relationship. How do you personally deal with that anger in the relationship? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I'm perfect, so I've never dealt with that. But <laughs> Angel, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so one of the things that I always do when, when it comes to anger in relationships, right, specifically with a significant other, but, you know, honestly, I think this is applicable to any relationship you're in, is when you walk into a conversation and that you start to feel that tension, right? Mm -hmm. I always ask myself, what is the end goal of this conversation? How do I want this to end, right? Because... I'll be honest, I've been in those those fights. I've been in those arguments where you get through the argument and, and you end up at this destination. It was never where you wanted to be. And then you look back at that fight and you're sitting here thinking, one, how did I get here? What do I do now? And then how long is it going to take for us to forgive each other for this? And so we always do that on the back end. And so I challenge you know myself, uh, the, the young adults that I, I do premarital counseling, I do marriage counseling, you know, uh, through what I do for a living, uh, and then I just kind of share it with other people, is go into those conversations and ask yourself, well, how do I want this to end? Because a lot of the times, we don't want it to end in a fight, right? We don't want to end up hurt. And so once you have that end in mind, then you say, okay, well, if I say this, is it going to get me to that desired outcome? Or is it going to get me somewhere I don't want to go, right? And so then I start watching what I'm saying. I watch how I communicate. Because I want the desired outcome to be good. Like sometimes arguments and disagreements are healthy, right? Conflict comes with relationships. It's how we handle conflict. Like you'll have a conversation. Uh, I imagine y'all may have been, be in relationships or have been in one before, uh, either with friends or significant others or boyfriend, girlfriends, whatever. You have these conflicts because you need a solution. You don't want to get to that solution and destroy that person. I know you don't, right? I, I know y'all's heart. I know my own heart. I never want that to happen. And you do too. And so you start with that goal in mind. I don't want to tear this person down. I don't want to hurt them uh, to come to this conclusion. And so how do I start this conversation so I can reach that goal? We have a solution, uh, but no one's feelings get hurt. So that's kind of, I, I kind of handle it on the front end. Uh, and then another thing for that anger and that conflict, I'm just going to throw this one in there for free, is when you're in a relationship with somebody, you're not fighting each other, you're fighting the problem, yeah. right? And so take a step back and say, okay, you and I are the same team. With Angel, we do that all the time. Angel, you and I are on the same team, and it's the problem that we're fighting against. So what do we need to do to be on the same page so we can take this down? Because this problem is not a reflection of our marriage, right? It's something that we're going to overcome. That's great, man. So for those listeners who are in the single stage right now what advice yeah, would you give to them yeah exactly man what advice would you give to them on how to be prepared to the point to where they get into a relationship and they're at that point oh yeah dude that, that's a, that's a great question chris i i think i thank you for bringing that up 
Uh, so I, I tell everybody, if you're not healthy when you're single, you're not going to be healthy when you're in a relationship, right? And so as a believer, I'm going to be like, that's going to mean being in your word. Um, and, and, you know, and that's the word of God I'm talking about. But if you're not a believer, then what that means is make sure you're comfortable being alone, right? Like I always tell people like a litmus test. If you can't go and make a reservation for one and sit and eat dinner by yourself without feeling awkward or feeling out of place, you're probably not ready to be in a relationship because you're not even ready to be alone with yourself. Right. And so like start working on yourself, making sure that you are doing the things that you want to do with your life, making sure that you have your priorities, uh, you know, your ducks in a row, so to say, because all that's going to happen is if you don't is not only are you going to bring yourself down, but you're going to bring down somebody with you who has their own goals and their own dreams. And that's not fair to you. And that's not fair to them. And so I always say the first step is make sure you're comfortable with yourself, with who you are. Make sure you're having healthy habits, pursuing your dreams. You know, setting that, that time aside, like preparation for learning, uh, for, you know, doing your homework. Like, I know it's a, the thing with, we're in college right now, right? We're, we're talking on a college campus. Are you managing your own time well? Once you get to that healthy rhythm, I would say you're ready for a relationship. Also, all my guys out there, I'm just going to call you out uh, in love. Make sure you have a job. Make sure you can pay your bills, Amen. right? Make sure you are financially in a position to take care of somebody else's daughter, because if not, He's too good for you, bro. I totally agree with that statement right there. So we've talked a lot about like one-on-one -on -one relationships. So let's dig like a little bit deeper into the more friendship. Yeah. How does being a young adult pastor teach you about all different types of relationships? Sure. Uh, so I get privy to everything, man. I hear all the tea with all the people's relationships. I don't know if kids are still saying the tea. You all, can y'all, can you confirm that for me? Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. So I try and stay hip. Um, so I, I hear about all of this stuff. And so what I've kind of nailed down working with young adults and before I did young adults, I did students, which is high school. Uh, I've, I've been doing a young adult and student ministry for well over nine years now. Um, I've been at three circles for the last six of those nine. And what I've realized is most conflict, most disagreement, most toxic relationships happen when you pick the easy friend, all right? And so hear me out when I say easy friend. Uh, you have math class with this person, okay? You meet with them, you guys see each other, you sit next to each other, and you just start talking. And you hit it off because this is the first person who was willing to have a conversation with you. And so you think, oh, this person has my best interest in mind. And the next thing you know, that's the person you're spending all this time with. Well, they, ha they don't have goals that align with yours. They don't have habits that align with yours. Maybe they're not a healthy person. Maybe they're not, you know, uh, a positive person. But you've already linked yourself to this person, and you're going to allow them to determine your future. And hear me out when I say this. If you show me your friends, I can tell you where you're going to be in five years, right? I can tell you your future based on your friends because they're either going to pull you up or they're going to pull you down. So I tell people in your friend relationships, and this is for anything, you need to pursue people who are a step ahead of you, right? Some of the best friends that I've had, I've gone into a room and I've seen the, their work ethic. I've seen the way they treat others. I've seen the things that they're doing with their life. And I've said, I'm going to make sure that person's my friend because I want them speaking into my life. I want them holding me accountable, right? I don't want them to just give me a, oh, poor pitiful me pity party 
or I'm having to tell them everything's okay. And that's fine. Like you need to encourage your friends too, but I want someone that's also going to be there for me when I need them. And so when it comes to relationships, pursue strong friendships, pursue people that are going to make you a better man, make you a better woman, right? The, you know, again, that plug, cause I'm a pastor, the best relationship is going to be your relationship with Jesus. That's going to, you know, propel you forward the most. Uh, but if that doesn't apply to you and you're listening to this podcast, your relationships are going to form you. They're going to shape you. And get this, if I told you, you have the ability to determine your future, right? To determine what your life looks like in the next five to 10 years, you would want to know what you need to do. And one of the biggest things you can do is pick friends that are going to pull you up and hold you accountable and help you pursue your goals rather than the first person that's willing to talk with you in class uh, who may not have the healthiest habits. That's great, man. So real quick, for all my believers out there, I have this one question. So how would you say in all types of relationships, how would you, how do you prepare to be spiritual, spiritually ready? Like in every, every relationship that you encounter. For like friendships or just in yeah, general? Like friendships in general, like relationships. Yeah, man. Well, you know, Solomon said iron sharpens iron as one man sharpens another. And uh, that's, a, that's a really cool thing because he doesn't say iron will, uh, he says it will sharpen iron. He doesn't say it can or it might. Right. And so here's the thing. Your relationships will always have an effect. Anytime I get iron and put it against another piece of iron, it's either going to sharpen it, it's going to dull it, it's going to tip it. There will be an effect. Right. And so there's really not a, a are you ready moment for friendships because the people around you are already affecting you. And so uh, the, the best thing I could tell you is, you know, believers, anybody, though. Right. That's that's a true statement. The people around you have an effect on you, period. And so the, the biggest tip I would tell you is. If that effect is negative, stop, right? Like if, if I get like, a, I, I use the analogy of sharpening a knife because that's the analogy that Solomon gives us, right? I imagine he's like sharpening a sword because it was like, you know, medieval times and they're like swinging swords at each other and stuff. But like, if I'm sharpening a knife and I'm doing it wrong and it's dulling the knife, I don't have to do that until it breaks. I can right. say, oh, hey, I'm doing this wrong. There's not an outcome that I desire coming from this. I'm going to stop and fix it. Right. So I wouldn't say there there's a point where you're ready to have just friendships or relationships. You're in friend you're in you're not in friendships, but you're in a relationship with every single person that, that's around you. It's it, are you allowing that person to affect you? If so, is that in a positive effect? If not, man, walk away. Right. Now, if you're asking about as a believer, like, are you ready for an intimate relationship? Because you did say, you know, all of those relationships. Uh, well, I would look at yourself and it, it's kind of like what I said before, um, but examine your faith. Like as a man, all right, uh, you're supposed to be the spiritual leader of your home. And so if you're going to bring belief into this and, and the word of God says that you have to be a spiritual believer of your home, that means you're spiritually responsible for making sure that your kids and your wife are all being taken care of. If you can't do that yourself, you're not ready, right? If you can't get in the word for five minutes a day, you're not ready for a relationship. If you can't be in prayer 10 minutes a day, you're not in a relationship. Uh, if you can't get on your Instagram and scroll through and stop and, uh, and not stop at pictures of every girl you see in swimsuits, then you're not ready for a relationship, right? Because this is, I'm going to, I'm going to make the intimate relationship joke and I'm going to say it because it's, you know, it's PG 13. We're in college. Right. Uh, but I mean, if, if you're lusting after every woman in your feed, you're not ready to love one woman for the rest of your life. Right. And so that's definitely something you need to do uh, to prepare for that type of relationship. I totally agree. So what advice do you have for someone who feels stuck in a toxic relationship? Yeah, for sure. Well, 
if it's just a friendship, because like we talked about, sometimes you're in those, and if it's marriage, man, that, that's a whole different story. Uh, but if you're in a regular relationship, a friendship, if you're dating, if you're stuck in that toxic relationship, I, I like to keep things simple, right? And so I like to bring things back to the same principle as much as possible. And so what is the end goal? Ask yourself, like, what's the end goal? What's the end goal of this friendship? Like, is this person someone that I need to have influencing my life for the next 50, 60, 80 years? Most of the time, the answer to that's going to be no, right? And so I say it's, it's safe to walk away. It's so safe to walk away, especially like dating relationships too. Uh, you know, there, there is a chance to fix it. There is a time to fix it. But man, it depends on what that, that toxicity is. Because uh, I'll tell you, a lot of times we're both coming in with that baggage. We're both coming in with our own story. If we're both butting heads uh, because of the stuff that we're coming into that relationship with and we're trying to do it, we're trying to get it, and it just isn't happening, it's okay to walk away and, and figure out who you are as a person first, right? And so I always throw that out there. I, it, it, it sucks. It hurts, uh, but man, there are friendships that I've had to stop. There are relationships I've had to stop um, because I needed to make sure that I was ready to be in them. And if you want to make it a selfless thing, like you care about that person, it's more for them than it is for you, right? Because if you're toxic and if that relationship's toxic and you're trying to, you know, see it through and see it out, well, you're also bringing them down with you. And so I always say it's safe to walk away. Now, if you're you're married, you know, for those you know who are my college students who are already in a married marriage-based relationship and you have a toxic relationship, the biggest thing I'll tell you uh, is bring in a third party. Bring in a third party, right? Uh, there, there's so many times where, where people try and fix a problem that they're a part of, and it's like you can't dig yourself out of a hole. If you're in a hole and you're digging it, you can't dig out, right? Someone has to pull you out. You'll just keep going deeper. And so if you already are married, bring in a third party, man. There is literally no shame in counseling, right? Marriage counseling, personal counseling, therapy. I don't know why at one point we hit a place in society where we said counseling was bad and therapy was bad. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Exactly, that's, that's from yeah. insecure people. Um, look, bring in that third party, get that help. Because a lot of times toxicity isn't coming from the fact that you guys like are at each other's throat. It's coming from the fact that both of you have unresolved issues from your past that you're still working through, that you haven't worked through yet. And now you're dealing with your baggage and their baggage at the same time. So get that third person, go, you know, go see somebody, start having those conversations. And I think in this podcast, we actually have some helplines that they're going to, that y'all are going to throw out to reach out to some people. Um, y'all take that seriously, like make sure you really use those things. And then of course, uh, at three circle church where I'm at, we have the hope center. Now, I don't know if you'll, you've heard that, but in Baldwin County, uh, we have what's called the Hope Center. We have over 6,000 patients where you've seen without medical insurance, right? So these are people who normally couldn't afford care. And not only do we offer medical care and dental care, but we offer counseling. And so uh, if money's an issue and, you know, you need a free resource, man, reach out to the Hope Center. They have served this county well, and they would love to, uh, to help you get to those next steps. That's great, man. So this will be the last question for the podcast, but this is the most important one, especially for me. I feel like it's more important for our generation because this is the one thing yeah. that we struggle with a lot. What is your opinion about premarital sex? Ooh, that's a, you're just going to just gonna bring me in on it. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I, oh, I didn't prepare for this one, but I do have an opinion. So I don't want to, I don't want to bring in my, my belief system for this. Cause I know there's a lot of people that are going to, that are going to bring a quick argument. Like, yeah, you disagree with premarital sex because you're a believer. 
right? But I'm not a believer. So you can do you and I'll do me and, and that's fine, right? Yeah. And as a believer, like I'm not going to look a guy in the eye and be like, hey, you don't believe in the God of creation that I believe in. Uh, I'm not going to sit there and be like, but you have to do these things because he says so, right? Yeah. Like I, I want them to develop a relationship with Jesus based off of where Jesus has found them uh, on the truth that Jesus loves them and died for them and wants a relationship with them. I don't want it to be this thing where I'm just telling them what not to do, exactly. okay? So I'm going to say it this way. There is a part of you that you get to share with your spouse that you can never take back, okay. right? And the, here's the thing. Your mind is a computer that you can never delete stuff from. And so you start down that premarital sex pathway, and I'm going to use you because I'm talking to you, right? So you're yeah. a guy. And so, you know, guys have this tendency, and, and ladies might too. I don't want to make it sexist where we, we, we bring in this idea that the higher number we get, that the cooler guy we are, right? The more ladies we can pull, the better it is. But, but here's the thing. So, Chris, how old are you? I'm 18, man. You're 18. So, uh, let's say, when you, would you want to get married? Maybe your mid-20s, 30s? What you thinking? Yeah, like around mid-20s. Okay, so let's say 28. Let's, yeah. let, let's go with 28. So, 10 years. So, say you have, you know, 5, 10 intimate partners over the next 10 years, right? Well, it, well and it, it, that, that sounds like a lot, but nationally speaking, for, for everything, like, that's, that's normal. People, yeah. like, with apps like Tinder... Uh, where people are just going in for hookups. So, so hear me out. Ten years from now, you're gonna be, you know, with your wife. Uh, you know, you're gonna be, you know, excited. You're gonna have your honeymoon, and then you're gonna get to lay down with her. And the first thing is gonna come to mind is all of those other women you've been with. And then you're gonna ask yourself, what kind of man am I? Am I gonna be the man that looks my wife in the eyes and tell her I'm bringing this baggage in, and that I'm thinking of other women right now while I'm with her, or am I gonna be the man that hides it? And then lets that become a wedge that just tears apart my marriage over the years and removes yeah. that intimacy, right? Now, you know, knowing you, I'd hope you're the man that owns it and that you can build on that and that you can have growth in that relationship. But the best thing to do is avoid it altogether, right? You, you can't delete things from your brain. You can't pull away those experiences. And I know that most men don't want to walk into marriage with that. And so exactly. I would say just from a psychological standpoint, like, dude, you, you're bringing baggage into a relationship that, that has the potential to really damage that relationship. And so that, that'd be the, the, the one way I would address it. The other thing, yeah. dude, STDs, like one in two American right now is going to get an STD. Like, and that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty scary, right? Uh, like human papillomavirus, it's like they're, now it's like one in every five American has this. And it causes cancer. It can like kill you. And so, like, there's clearly a medical precedent for hey the one person i want to be with is my wife and the one person that she's going to be with is her husband because then we're not even gonna have to worry about these types of things so and then of course you have pregnancy right everyone's like oh man you know we're having sex this is great but let's be honest like if you're if you're a naturalist if, if you if you don't believe in a higher power well, the whole point of an intimate relationship is to make babies appropriate and continue the human population mm -hmm. right and so that's literally the cause and effect and so now you're looking at the emotional and the, the psychological stuff you're bringing into a relationship. You're looking at the, the, the risk of disease. And then and you're looking at a pregnancy that you may not be ready for, uh, which is the natural cause and effect. So there's all of these things I would say that I would look at. Now, for me personally, man, I, I'm going to bring it back to, to a holiness standard. You know, the scripture tells me uh, that there is there's a joy in sex. Like God created it for that reason, to be exactly. between man and woman, for us to be together. And yeah. he, he meant for us to enjoy that. Um, and I wouldn't want to enjoy that with anybody else uh, than the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with, you know? Yeah, man, that's great. And um, one thing I want to add to that, and I talked to a couple of my buddies about this, 
um when you whenever you're in that situation and you do develop what they're called soul ties some people say like it's hard to break but like really i've talked to so many guys about this in higher spiritual authority you do have the power to break it it's just going find within yourself hey i wanted to go ahead and commit myself to this woman go all the way with her never look back at the other woman that i've been with yeah. just focus on the person that god has placed in my life at that moment so we're pretty good man i appreciate it yeah man i appreciate you guys having me Any, anything else y'all want to y'all want to hit on or, or just talk through or you know what, what we thinking I, you got you guys have my time this is, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> oh, to be man. here now you good man thank you for joining us but we, I just want to go ahead and recap like a couple of things that we went over. So basically, this is for all, every every listener out there, but I just want to go ahead and especially say this to college students. Learn to love yourself, recognize early signs, develop early interventions and strategies, communicate. If you see something, say something. That's right. And keep healthy practices. All right. So thank you guys for tuning in with, with us for this episode. Of what if you knew? I'm Christopher Kelly. And I'm Malia Matheny. And we're signing off. Thank you for joining us. Here at Costa Alabama, we advocate for healthy relationships. There's a few outreaches you can reach out to. You can visit loveisrespect.org. You can text love is to 22522. That is 22522. Love is, or you can even download a few apps, one of those being Relationship Booster, Healthy Relationships.